Step up yes. to the mic, dude. Do what you do. Ladies and gentlemen, what you have here is brought to you courtesy of the young man, young Carter, and the great man, Manny Fresh. So what I want y'all out there to do for me is say this: say go, DJ. Under the sun, I come from under the Tommy. The Tommy, you come from under your garment, your chest and your arm. Hit power one today. Hello, and welcome back to the Whole Nine Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Dylan Sanders. You can find me on Twitter at Dilly Sanders. And then Brandon is not here, but we have someone uh, who we normally call friend of the podcast, but I think we can officially upgrade it to brother of the podcast, Ross Jackson. You can find him on Locked On Saints every day. And also on All Saints Considered. And, uh, yeah, so welcome welcome back. You can find him on Twitter at Ross Jackson ASC. What is good? Oh, wait, no, that's the wrong, that's the wrong, <laughs> okay, the wrong was, show. Oh, my oh, God, I just was about to pause my Ooh. Spotify. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Brandon, <laughs> Brandon is super sad he can't be here. Uh, I know he loves, uh, he was super excited whenever I found out that uh, he uh, that you're coming on the podcast today. And uh, he wanted me to tell you that he loves you. Oh, I love him too. I love you too, Brandon. Always glad to be here. Love, love working with you guys. Love everything you're doing. Congratulations on expanding everything. Like you have a, you have an entire network now, man. That's incredible. The Whole Nine Sports Podcast Network. We have a, amazing. We're debuting a new podcast logo <gasps> for this episode. So wow, you should feel, uh, you should feel honored. Uh, as as brother of the podcast, I'd expect nothing less. All right. Yeah. I mean, we just <laughs> we had to let you in. Um, so the, typically, this one we talk about news. I don't know if there's that much news. Uh, Stefan Diggs might get traded. Yeah, we don't know what's going on with him. All of a sudden, he's just not showing up for practice. No injury designation. Lots nope. of lots of speculation. Uh, to add to the spe- speculation, I saw this on the way home. Um, because apparently he followed Shaq Lawson, Jordan Poyer, Cole Beasley, and Zay Jones on Twitter. Ooh, so he's going to uh, to Buffalo. Yeah, that, you know what that clearly. means. That means uh, he's he has no other option. And as soon as you follow another player, you immediately get that's, added to that team, that player's roster. That's it. That was actually the trade. The trade was Instagram follows, Twitter <laughs> follows, and then you can come to our team. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's that's. I mean, honestly, I think he would take that. I think he would do anything he can to get away from Kirk Cousins as his quarterback right now. I um, mean, did you see that video of him <laughs> on his gender reveal missing <laughs> with three yard throw? <laughs> yes, it was perfect. It was perfect. Oh it was quintessential. quintessential. Oh man, imagine giving, <laughs> imagine giving Kirk Cousins that much money. Oh, I could never. I wouldn't give Kirk Cousins thirty cents if he asked me for it. <laughs> well, I mean, who would you rather have, Kirk Cousins or Jameis Winston? I'll take. Uh, I'll. Um, eh, eh. <laughs> I'll take. Uh, I'll take. I'll take Jameis Winston. I'll take Jameis Winston. The stories are better. That's the stories fair. are better. That's fair. Um, I, just, I didn't know that. Apparently, he didn't actually steal the uh, steal the crab legs or something. Some of they were given to him. I don't know if I believe yeah, oh, him. Oh yeah, sure. I don't. Sure. I don't know if I believe him. Of on that course, one. Oh, yeah. of course. And so was the so was the all eyes on me Tupac CD that was given <laughs> to me when I was a kid. Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, Ross, Ross, are you admitting to crimes on this podcast? <laughs> oh, there's a statute of limitations. I'm sure I'm fine. Uh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, just like OJ didn't kill that woman. All right. 
Um, <laughs> those, those, those people. Those it people. wasn't just one. <laughs> um, oh, man. Uh, we have fun. We have fun. We have a good time. Uh, but we can uh, we can go ahead and, uh, as we do, pick them. Uh, Brandon has sent, on, sent us his picks um, for the games. Uh, and so we will go. And then adding on to me and Brandon's record, we will also now have a guest picking record. Ooh. Um, so Ross, start him out on a good, uh, a good front, and uh, don't be bad. Uh, no promises. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, you know how we do. You know how we do in this. Yeah, There's I think the best thing I can do is no uh, Follow follow the example that's already been uh, just been do set better than Brandon. Do I'll better do than best. Brandon. Um, so the first game, uh, it's going to be the Thursday night game. Since now this is this is back on Thursdays. Yes. Back on Thursdays. Wow. Oh, man, Wednesday. Oh, it is Wednesday. I have yeah. to watch AEW tonight. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, so if you don't know, All Elite Wrestling is starting uh, their TV debut. They've been going on for like a couple months now. Um, it's a wrestling company started by all of the best like international wrestlers because uh, WWE sucks, and uh, it looks like it'll be pretty entertaining. Uh so they have a lot of money behind them. Uh, Shad Khan's son is the president. Oh, dope! Uh, so they have the money. <laughs> yeah, uh, this, should, this should go way better than the uh, I can't what the AFL is that what it was called? I can't remember what it was called anymore. Um, A A E something. I can't remember what it was called anymore. A E. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, yeah, that one. Yeah, I man, uh, the oh A A F A A F Alliance of American Football. Yeah. That. I think um, it would probably do better than that. So well, yeah. they've already been going on for a couple of months, and oh, that's right. They uh, they sold out their first show. the f- The first AEW show broke uh, like records. It's so- oh my god, what was that? It started off. I told <laughs> you, me, my phone just that. plays random <laughs> things at random times. Um, they sold out MGM in less than four minutes in their first show. Oh my. That's yeah. Dave Chappelle type stats right there. Yeah, it's the, the no WWE show, no wrestling show has ever sold out an arena in less than a day, wow. and they did it in less than four minutes. That's insane. Uh, so I'm super excited for that. And moving on to football, Rams Seahawks Thursday night football. Um, hopefully this game won't suck like the rest of them normally oh. do. Um, the spread is Seattle minus one and a half. And Ross, I'll let you go ahead and make the first pick. Uh, I I'm actually gonna take Seattle. Actually, you know what? No, I'm gonna, so I'm gonna take Seattle to lose this game. So I'm gonna actually take LA uh, on this. And and okay. I have I have a I have a I have a really really specific vision as to how this is going to happen. And it's all gonna come down to Pete Carroll screwing everything up because that's just kind of what he's been doing so far this season. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking Los Angeles here because I think it's gonna be something like a. 24 to 17 lead and then the Seahawks are going to drive down the field and score because Russell Williams I'm sorry Russell Wilson is Russell freaking, Williams Russell Williams I don't even know what that is <laughs> Russell Wilson's a freaking hero and then Pete Carroll's going to be like you know what let's go for two and go for the win and then they're going to end up either converting and winning so LA would still win would still cover the spread there or they're going to lose the game either way they're running the ball with Chris Carson a hundred percent. And he is <laughs> definitely going to go and slip. In the first <laughs> right, he's going to fall. <laughs> he's going to fumble. Fall, <laughs> um, fail, and then uh, that will lead to the Rams winning this game, which I am going to uh, agree with Ross. 
um, and say I'm going to take Rams. So, uh, and then good good news for us, Brandon has picked Seattle. <laughs> to, to <win. laughs> All right, things are looking up already. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> there's going to be some some slight variation, and I think a game that I think I I think I know where we're both going. Uh, Buck, Buccaneers at Saints. Um, the spread is New Orleans minus three and a half. Uh, as you can remember in the beginning of the show, I said Ross was a uh, host of Locked On Saints, so I don't know if he knows too much about this game. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. I know you just had the Locked On Bucks people on. So yeah, that was a lot how was of fun. that? That was great. That was great. James came through. He's super awesome. Always brings good information. No bickering. We just it's just facts and it's just info. Love working with those guys. Mm. Well, that's awesome. Uh, are y'all both? Do y'all are y'all excited for the game? You, I'm we excited are. for this game. We are, yeah, because for both of us, when we look at this game from both angles, right, from the Bucks angle, it's like whether or not that 55-point scoring offense against the L.A. Rams in L.A. is sustainable. And then for the Saints, from my perspective, I'm looking at that, you know, holding Dallas's Kellen Moore offense to 10 points, that defense is that sustainable. Oh, so there's a so lot good. of question marks here to where that is the – is the Saints defense going to do enough to limit the Bucks offense so that Teddy Bridgewater can take advantage of a weak secondary in Tampa Bay? There's a lot of sort of, uh, there's a ripple effect no matter what. Then, of course, there's always the Deontay Harris effect, which I'm convinced this dude can change the course of a game at any time <laughs> at this point. So that's a whole other factor. There's so many fun little matchups here. And right now, I will mention that Chris Godwin and Shaquille Barrett did not practice on Wednesday. Uh, and they're both hurt at the moment. They're out of practice with injury. That oh. doesn't mean that they won't play because it's only Wednesday, but you know, it's early in the week at least. So we'll see what happens come Sunday. But even if they're hindered in any way, that's advantage for the Saints. Yeah, um, Shaq Barrett is one of the scariest things. The but, joke uh, that I continue to make about Shaq Barrett is that he started this year with 50 sacks in the first two hours of the season. <laughs> it's <laughs> honestly true. Um, and... Uh, so I uh, I would also say that the Saints will have a little bit of added motivation with uh, Will Smith being added to the Ring of Honor prior to the 100%, 100%. game. Hundred percent. That's so cool. I'm so happy they're doing that. Me too. And I'll 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 be completely transparent. Yes, Jim Mora, Jim Jim Fitz. There there are other guys that deserve to be in the Ring of Honor. I get it. But the sentimentalism behind Will Smith and the way that his life was taken from him and what he means to this team and to the city and the Houdat Nation, it makes sense, and I'm glad that they're doing it. I agree with you. It'll be a big motivating factor for the Saints, who will win this game, and I'll say cover. Now, I picked against them over on Locked on Saints because every time that I picked against them, they've won, and I believe in, in streaks like that. So I picked against them over there to do my due diligence, but I do think the Saints can win this game. Yeah, there's no, there's no juju from Locked on, uh, Locked on Saints over there, uh, heading over to this one. This is completely right. new. Completely different. new. Completely different. Separate, you know. Yeah, all no. Different. <laughs> um, the, uh, I haven't been uh, – Brandon also went with New Orleans, and I'm also going with New Orleans. Um I'm interested. I just want to see more from Teddy. Like I know that he's not. He hasn't looked bad. He's looked enough to win us games. And I mm-hmm. just with Drew Brees likely coming back earlier than expected, apparently because he's a god. Um, <laughs> he. Uh, I want to see something from him that's not just able to not lose us games. I want to. I want to see him win us a game. Yes. Yes, that's a great point. Because um, yeah, no, he, he's bas- he hasn't done anything bad. Like the interception last week wasn't his fault; it was Ted Ginn. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to see him win the Saints a game and not just be good enough. Yes. Uh, in order to feel better 
in these coming weeks with with no option of Drew Brees, and it's not like him playing with our second stringers. I want to see I want to see him do enough to make the Saints not want to draft a quarterback with their first pick. Yeah. Um, Although I do want them to draft Joe Burrow. So oh, hundred percent. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. Let's anyway. just do it. <laughs> I'm, I, I mean, if you looked at my uh, NFL mock draft, I know I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it's, the story is too good to pass up. It's and uh, Coach O has been saying uh, how good he would look in a Saints uniform or something like that. Yep. So I think it's there. It has to happen. Um, and I, I would love it. Um, the Cardinals at Bengals next powerhouses. These two teams. Powerhouses. Are. Powerhouses. Uh, the winless powerhouses of the NFL. Yes, I mean technically they've played the same amount of games, but the Cardinals have less losses, so <laughs> <laughs> they did tie with the Detroit. Right. Um, but if you don't win, you really lose in this league. So yeah, uh, I I don't know who I want to take. AJ Green is <sighs> disappointed in his own team. Right. Did um, you see his face? Yes. Monday night. Oh my oh, goodness. Man. This does not look like a team that will have the... I feel bad for Zach Taylor, because he hasn't looked bad as like a coach. Right. But he has nothing to work with, I feel like. No. Um, and I think that the Bengals themselves, like your star player is hurt, and even he is like on the sideline looking disappointed in you, and they have no, no one to play for, nothing to play for. And I think the Cardinals at least have a little bit with like the rookie quarterback... And new coach and stuff. So I think I'm, I'm going to go with Arizona to win. Yeah, I'm going to take Arizona here as well. This is really going to come down to who has enough weapons on offense to take advantage of the defense, the, the, the weak defense that they're facing. Uh, when it comes to uh, Cincinnati right now, A.J. Green's still on the sideline. Uh, uh, John Ross is probably going to be out. So really you're looking at Tyler Boyd and Tyler Eifert. And don't get me wrong, Arizona's given up six touchdowns to tight ends already this season, but I don't think that that's enough. Their run defense is a little bit better than um, than Cincinnati's, and so I think they'll be able to play okay enough against Joe Mixon. And so I think that Arizona really has the ability here to take advantage of what Cincinnati's defense is going to give them. I expect a big day from David Johnson in particular. Um. Yeah, I'd say I agree. And then, so that does it for our picks for the NFL. So the next one's going to be uh, Tulane at Army. Um, the spread is Tulane minus three. Um, I'm gonna go with Tulane to two. I'm, mm, you know, I picked this one because I don't, you know, New Orleans. I just mm-hmm. having Thank fun you for doing that for me. I appreciate yeah. you. Um, Tulane at Army and Tulane has looked good this year. Yeah, um, yeah, they have. They've looked fantastic actually. And uh, Brandon is gonna go Army here. Mm-hmm. Brandon also took Arizona last game. I not, I'm keep I'm gonna keep forgetting to say uh. Brandon's picks because he's not here doing schoolwork like a loser. You know, we all have schoolwork to do, Brandon, but this is more important. Yeah, well, um, we'll see what happens when Brandon's schoolwork leads him to riches and we're still recording podcasts. All right. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I love recording podcasts, though. I'm happy. Listen, I'm happy. I, if this is what I do for the rest of my life, I need more money. Um, <laughs> uh, the spread's going to be two lane minus three. Brandon goes with Army to to at least uh win by less than three mm-hmm. um i will lose by less lose than three. by less than three yeah, yeah yeah or win uh i'm gonna go with Tulane to cover they've just looked strong and i know that a triple option team is not fun to go against but uh they basically have a triple option quarterback with justin mcmillan yeah uh, yeah absolutely 
Um, I think for me on this one, uh, I'm going to be a little foolish here. I'm going to take Army, but I'm taking Tulane to win. I just think that it's going to be a very close game. You think it's going to be within... Well, well, what I think is that... I guess what I should say probably here is that it's going to be... I'm going to take a push here uh, if I can, if that's an option for me. I've Um, never never had... I mean, I, guess I would I can't just actually. I guess I can't actually take no. a push. All right, never mind. Screw, screw, screw everything that I just said. Tulane minus three. Let's go. Let's Write go. it down. Take a picture. Send it to him. I'm taking Tulane. I'm Justin McMillan say. has just been outstanding for Tulane. I'm going to take that offense all day. Um, and of course, after that win that they had, that incredible game against Houston, I just, I guess, I really shouldn't have any reservations uh, about what they can do with McMillan at the helm in Tulane. No, um, and I know the big thing that Brandon's probably thinking is the uh, is the triple option, uh, and if it's going to mess Tulane up, and I don't think so. I uh, I think Tulane has has the ability to uh, to win, and uh, the spread is in their favor. The ESPN matchup predictor is in their favor. That's true. That's um, true. The and, FBI FBI's got them winning this one. Yeah. Um, Next one is going to be another Louisiana team, Utah State at number five LSU. The spread is LSU minus twenty-seven and a half. I'm almost tempted to go Utah State to cover. They have a good quarterback. LSU's defense hasn't looked outstanding, and I feel like this is another game where they're not going to be trotting out Rashad Lawrence or Caleb on Chase on and just saving them for Florida. Um, I don't know, man. As an LSU fan, I would ne- like. Old days, I would never pick LSU to win, but win a game minus twenty-seven and a half, no matter who it's against. Yeah. yeah. Um, but now it's rough because their offense is going to go balls to the wall. Um, and Utah State does have Jordan Love, who is a first-round quarterback. Yep. Um, but I am, I'm going to go LSU to cover simply based off the fact that Coach O said that they're preparing to go warp speed. Against Utah State? I don't even know what that means. I don't either. I want to see it. Um, he probably <laughs> didn't say that, and someone just thought he said that. <laughs> right. Somebody, <laughs> it was, they had the captions on, and it was like, warp speed. Warp speed. It's my favorite part of the podcast is whenever I can do a Coach O accent. I love it. I love when it happens. He's not even actually saying warp speed. He was talking about his little niece who's a, who's a little waspy. And that's really all he was trying to say. But everyone's like, clearly he's not talking about his family. He's talking about football. You're going to go there. You're going to play out there on the field. You're going to look real waspy. She's going to do me proud. She's going to eat eight of gumbo by herself. Uh, go Tigers. Go Tigers. Always. Always. Um... You know, I, I kind of went back and forth on this one, too, because, look, ugh, this Utah State offense averages over 533 total yards per game. They can move the ball, and they should be able to against LSU's defense. But are they going to be able to put enough points on the board to counteract and get within 27.5 points? If LSU can do something akin to the 60-point performances that they've been putting up, mm-hmm. then that would mean that essentially they Utah State would have to score at least 33 points. So really, I just have to go with my faith in LSU's offense to score enough mm-hmm. that they can keep the separation of 27.5. And I, I, I think even without... 
some of their, you know, they, they lost uh, one of their wide receivers to injury for a little bit. And even some without some of those guys on the defensive side, as they continue to save them up for the actual games uh, here in a, a week or two. Um, I, I think I'll still take LSU to cover on this one. I think they can score enough points. And I think that it's all going to happen very quickly. I think Jerboro gets one half here and the Tigers start off quickly on offense and score enough to keep that pace and keep that distance to cover. Uh, yeah, I, I, we, we, agree, we agree yet again. Um, the next one's going to be uh, Arizona at Colorado. The spread, Colorado minus four and a half. Brandon's taking Colorado. Ross, what do you think? Uh, for this one, I'm actually going to go Arizona. Uh, the way that I look at this, Colorado is giving up over 290 passing yards per game, 175 rushing yards per game. That's a really nice matchup for Mr. Tate. Uh, who I think can take this game over. And so when I look at this, he can take it over. Uh, And when I look at what Colorado has done so far, they've either lost their games or won by less than five in three of their four games. And the only exception was that 52 to 31 win against the now one and four Colorado State, some in-state rivals. I also don't know if LaVisca Chenault is back. Right. Yes, um, and so this is the thing, too, with how heavily they utilize him. He's going to miss games. He's going to get hurt. And so I think Arizona has a pretty clear path here to be able to, to keep the separation that they need in order to cover um, or in order to win by or lose by less than four and a half. Let me say it that way. Yeah, um, I'm going to agree with Ross again. Woohoo! Um, <laughs> are. Uh, I am going to go with Arizona basically because – LaVisca Chenault and Mustafa Johnson are both game time decisions. Mm-hmm. And those are the best two players on the team far and away. Um, and I just think Khalil Tate is, uh, is being underrated in this matchup. And I think that he is, uh, he's going to get it done. Yeah. Absolutely. The Colorado defense does not scare me at all, especially without Mustafa Johnson. Yep. Yeah. And the big thing about it is that even if those guys don't miss the game, if they're hindered in any way, it allows Arizona the opportunity to take advantage of some mismatches there. Yeah. Um, all right, so we both go Arizona. Um, the next one's going to be Oregon State at UCLA. The spread is going to be UCLA minus five and a half. And uh, Brandon's going Oregon State, and I am going to agree. UCLA has not looked good at all. At all. Yeah. They, they beat Washington State by a lot. Not by a lot. They barely beat them, but they scored a lot is what I meant to say. Um, but I think that, uh, that again... Uh, the Oregon State offense is is going to do good. They have Isaiah Hodgins, who's amazing. Jake Luton, who is good enough uh, in college against the UCLA defense. And they have Artavis Pierce and Jamar Jefferson, mm-hmm. uh, who I think are going to both... I think uh, Arta- the three b- skill players are, are going to be on an NFL roster someday. And it's yeah. more than I can say for UCLA, honestly. Yes. That, that's, that's almost exactly what I was thinking just in terms of the talent on this roster. UCLA is completely outmatched, in my opinion, just in terms of, as you mentioned, those skill position guys. So I'm going uh, to take OSU, Oregon State OSU. Uh, the well. Oregon State University. <laughs> um, yeah, I yeah, it's basically it basically comes down to that. Uh, Oregon State has not looked that bad to me, but everyone's again. I don't think that they're the worst team in the, in the Pac-12. I think that honor goes to the Chip Kelly-led uh, UCLA team. Yeah, I, it's interesting to have Chip Kelly coaching a team, but can't keep pace with the other teams in his conference. It's it's <laughs> something. It, it's a big role reversal for what we're used to seeing with him. 
Um, and then the next game, the uh, second to last game, it's going to be another. It's going to be a ranked game. Woohoo! Ranked matchup. Oh, Those are always fun. Uh, it's going to be number fourteen Iowa at number nineteen Michigan. Ah, uh, give me Iowa. Give you give Iowa. me Iowa. Not only against the spread, but to win outright. I think Michigan uh, uh, to win outright against Michigan because, in my opinion, Shea Patterson sucks, and Iowa's defense is better at football than he is. It's very simple for me. Yeah, Michigan sucks. Yeah, like they're, they're. I don't know. It's funny how like polls are like. It's my biggest problem with polls that they can never be just off of one year. Right. Um, Michigan has a name, so of course they're they're going to get the benefit of the doubt. Um, but I don't think they've deserved it. Um, woohoo! You beat Rutgers by fifty-two. Yay! Uh, that's uh, anybody in the top twenty-five could do that. Where art thou? <laughs> Hashtag where art thou? Um, <laughs> Where he is is losing to Rutgers. Um, yeah, I say it, 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 pretty much anyone in the top twenty have should be able to do that. Uh, the only reason Iowa only won by thirty is because that's Iowa, basically. Right. That's their. Right. That's how they play. Um, yeah. I forget to I forget to put it down in the. Uh, I'm going Iowa as well. Brandon's also going Iowa, just because I like Iowa's team and I do not like Michigan team. So it's 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 very cut and dry. Yeah, <laughs> I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then another game I want to talk about. I forgot to put it in the uh, in the spreadsheet. Is going to be uh, Michigan State at Ohio State. Um, number twenty five, Michigan State at number four, Ohio State. Um, and the spread is going to be Michigan. I mean Ohio State. Uh, what is it? I, I, it disappeared. Oh, oh that uh, one is uh, uh, minus twenty, right? Yeah, Ohio State minus twenty. Um, Brandon is going Ohio State. And I am having a oh man. I don't know if I trust Michigan State to score twenty points. <laughs> um, right. But you know, every week you've listened to the podcast. You know, there's every every now and then I feel a feeling mm-hmm. that the game is at least going to be a little close, and that doesn't always work out for me. And Ohio State is really good, very good, super good. Um, I'm going to go Michigan State plus 20. Wow. All right. Risky. It's uh, very gonna, risky. Yeah. But, um, you know, I'm just feeling it. And after last week, I feel like I can't do any worse. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> fair. Picking That's fair, Rutgers yeah. to cover and then losing fifth by 52 to the Michigan. Best, the best thing about losing horribly is the freedom that comes with it. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not worried <laughs> about this game at all. Yeah. Uh, uh, for me, for me, I'm going to take uh, New Orleans Saints University, the Ohio State. Um, <laughs> look, they've yet to win by less than 24 points so far this season. And I get it. Michigan State's like pretty good against Tulsa and Western Michigan and Arizona State. And then, you know, they even though they lost 10 to 7 in that game. Listen, uh, it's it's a rivalry game. And you know what they say right. about rivalry games? Throw the books out the window. <laughs> this is a new night, and Michigan State is going to lose, but maybe by less than 20. And I just want to make it interesting, you know? Yeah, that's fair. I think you should make it interesting. That's fine. But, you know, look, um, Michigan State gave up 31 to Indiana. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to imagine that Ohio State's going to put up enough points that uh, Michigan State's not going to be able to keep the pace to, to cover. Listen, if there's a team that can... Michigan State also does not give up a lot of points. They they allow 15 points per game. Right. Like which I said, bad. they looked awesome against Western Michigan, Tulsa, Arizona State, Northwestern. They looked awesome. <laughs> they looked great. Um, <laughs> this is a weird, weird Michigan team. 
where Michigan State team. I know Brandon hates them. Everyone at Whole Nine Sports hates Brian Lewerke for some reason. He's looked all right. I think that this is a team that plays either up or down to their competition. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you can tell, it some games they look unstoppable. Like Northwestern is a good team. They looked really good against them. Arizona State is an okay team. They played about the same level to them. It's it's they're really fluctuating, and I think all of their games are, this year are going to be close, except for of course Western Michigan. They blew them out, but um, it's a weird team, and I have a weird feeling. So I'm going to go with Michigan State. Go with it. I'm going with it. All right, Ross. Ross, I'm going with it. Calm down. Go with it. Go Calm with down. It. I dare you, Mr. Jackson. Please. Sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. Jackson. Ooh, Ooh. I am for real. <laughs> number seven, Auburn at number... T- okay, I'm stopping that. Oh, you <laughs> had enough syllables. You had enough syllables oh, to finish it. Number 10, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> you were right on it. You had it. Um, number seven, Auburn at number 10, Florida. Brandon is looking for a new co-host. Uh, the spread <laughs> is going to be Auburn minus three. Uh, Brandon, of course, obviously, is going uh, Florida, and I'm going to have no qualms going with Auburn because I don't think Florida's that good. Yeah, sorry, Brandon. Um, I love you, man, but i got to go with Auburn here. I think that they win and that they cover, but yeah, I do think that it's close. Uh, I look at this as being a pretty defensive game when you look at Florida returning C.J. Henderson as well as uh, Jabari, Jabari Zuniga. Um, and then going up against Auburn's front seven, I—, I I think that this is going to be a lot like, uh, I think it was Auburn's first game against Oregon mm-hmm. to where it was within like six points. I, I see this one being within a touchdown and still pretty close and manageable one score game. But I think that Auburn covers the minus three. Yeah. Um, and I love thinking about the Florida Miami game. Cause how we, me and Brandon watched it at a bar together and Oh yeah. How funny that was. Yeah. He was just screaming the entire time. It was great. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're both going Auburn, and uh, I think that about does it for the Pick'em. Uh, Let's go. Uh, we do have a mailbag, uh, a, a whole bunch of questions. Um, the first one is going to come from Trevor Fennell. Uh, it's going to say, Andy Reid is one win shy of 200 career games, one as a head coach. Is that Hall of Fame worthy, or does he need a Super Bowl to make it? Um, I think Andy Reid deserves to get into the Hall of Fame solely based on his gut. <laughs> and not his play calling. I mean his actual gut. <laughs> wow. Uh, that Hall of Fame belly. Um, yeah, I mean, I think... Uh, I look at I look at this... I, look at, I guess I could look at this either way, right? Because you, you, we, we talk a lot about quarterbacks that have Super Bowl wins, Eli Manning, for instance, but are, you know, 116 and 116 in their career, right? Things like that. Where like Jeff the, the Super Bowl, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the Super Bowl is enough to get them some recognition, but is it enough to, is it, but can you do enough without it? I think if you can do enough, if you can not do enough with it and still get in, if that makes sense, I think you should be able to do enough without it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I, I think, yes, I think Andy Reid does deserve to be. Also, I mean, look, the guy, is it Andy Reid? No, it's, never mind, I'm thinking about Bruce Arians. I always get the two guys confused. But, <laughs> but <laughs> That's just, fair. You know, guts, guts and stuff. Guts, yes. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I like I like what Andy Reid has done. I, I would love to see him find some success in the playoffs, at least, like winning winning a couple more games in the playoffs before 
uh, his career is done, even if he doesn't get a Super Bowl, I think that would help him. And uh, I think he has a good team around him to at least win one playoff game. Right, exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think he, he does deserve it, but some playoff wins, if not the Super Bowl win, the playoff wins would certainly help. Yeah, I mean, they're never going to win the Super Bowl because the Saints are winning every Super Bowl from here on out. Yeah, we're, I mean, that's, this is it. Everybody else just might as well just go to sleep and wake up in 20 years when Drew Brees finally retires. Nah, he's still going to be in the back. It's going to be some, uh, it's going to be some kind of uh, therapy that he learned from the cooks at Dunkin' Donuts. Right. Um. <laughs> shout out, shout out Nick Underhill though, for putting out the article at the athletic today, talking about exactly what it is that Drew Brees and Tom Brady have done to extend their careers. It's, it's a really super good read uh well i didn't i was i saw the tweet like him tweet like oh saints things are gonna be a uh, be in there i was like and i just assumed that because he's still a saints <laughs> he's still covered the saints, basically pretty much um and i'm so happy about that because he was the best yeah um but uh yeah shout out at nick underhill um randomly uh <laughs> but Always. he uh he's great and uh i'm gonna have to go read that i mean the man charted every throw of drew career so we yeah. can't just trust his word. Yeah. Um, and so thank you, Trevor Finnell, for asking that question. Um, I'm going to save your question. <laughs> okay. Um, Brandon uh, sent in two questions. He sent in one while we were recording. Uh, but this one, the first one, you're the Miami Dolphins and have all three of their first rounders and can take anyone you want, but your first pick has to be Art Titkowski. How do you build around him? No tanking. Hashtag where art thou? Wow, that's a great question. How do you build around Art Sitkowski? Well, first of all, I draft uh, another quarterback instead, <laughs> um, and <laughs> and then I get and then I get a nice weapon, a nice skill position weapon over on the offensive side, uh, and then maybe in like the later rounds, I'll find a nice defensive, maybe a linebacker, a nice late round linebacker that can hurt Art Sitkowski in practice. That way, I don't have to deal with him anymore, <laughs> and then I'm set. I'm good to move forward. I'll also take. Um, you know, any, any other first round quarterback in addition to Art Sitkowski. <laughs> um, that's fair. That's very fair. Um, first off, I'm taking uh, whatever the best receiver left on at, the board is, on the board is mm-hmm. after taking Art's first pick. And it's going to be, it's, I assume the, the Steelers pick is going to, I'm going to go top seven. So. Uh, I'm going to go... Who do I want to take there? I'm going to take LaVisca Chenault. Yeah. Um, he's not going to be the fat, the flashiest player yet, but he's going to be good to lock down at least a number one wide receiver position for a while. Yeah. Um, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you why I like the pick for him and why he's a skill position player I was thinking too. Like, in all honesty, if I take this seriously, um, he's a big target. Mm-hmm. He's a big target. He's got a great catch radius. Uh, he's somebody that you know. If you if you have to roll with uh, Art Sitkowski, which by the way I would just continue to roll with Josh Rosen at this point. But mm. if you have to roll with Art Sitkowski, um, you get that wide receiver that can make him look like a good quarterback as opposed to vice versa. Yeah. Um, my next pick is going to be uh, Natane Muti mm. from Fresno State. I don't know if you know about my man, but uh, he is. He is. He got hurt with an Achilles injury last year, which is pretty pretty bad for an mm-hmm. offensive lineman. But he is. Uh, he's come back and dominated the game. I mean, he's playing at Fresno State, so some people would say, "Well, he's not playing anybody. He's played uh, some of some okay schools so far this year." Um, I want to find the exact statistic 
Um, I actually I'll tell you why you while you look it up. I'll tell you why I know about this guy. Uh, mm-hmm. My fiance's little sister graduated from Fresno State, so I've been to Fresno State games, mm-hmm. and that's how I learned about him. Oh, all right. I did find it though. Uh, he played Minnesota and USC this year. Um, those are two uh, top team, like not top teams, but like two good teams. Um, better than whoever Alabama's played this year. Um, and then he's allowed two pressures this year. Nice. Um, and in his college career, six hundred and ninety-seven pass blocking snaps and thirteen pressures. Uh, he's good. Yeah, and he's stayed mauling. Um, after afterwards, and I think actually in my mock, I did have the Dolphins taking him with their second, the the Texans pick, and then I'm just gonna draft completely offense in that draft because if I have to build around Art Sitkowski. You need the most talent as possible, and Devontae Parker is not going to cut it because nope. he sucks at football. Um, and I'm so mad that Saints fans want him. I know. It's so weird. It's so weird. It's like they just. It's like people are just picking names out of a hat and going, that guy, he's not getting enough targets right now, instead of thinking, why isn't he getting enough targets right now, um, and, and actually taking these things into consideration. Because he, um, he has worse hands than Ted Ginn. Yeah. Yeah. He's um, not great. Our boy uh, Al Salas uh, mentioned like uh, uh, an Eli Apple type player at the wide receiver, and I don't think that Devonte Parker fits that. No, my favorite one and one of one of your guys' favorites here on the podcast would be the Saints making a move for Robbie Anderson because how could you not understanding his history? <laughs> how could you? Yeah, he has a uh, he has great aim. <laughs> And that leads me into my next question, which is coming from you. Which elective classes do you think uh, AB is taking at Western Michigan? Um, and my friend, the, the thing that came to my mind immediately, which I feel bad for, is a bad joke. But uh, it's definitely going to be archery, and especially shooting people from the back. Oh, wow. That's good. <laughs> that's really, really good. Wow. Thank you. That's a really good one. Um, that's funny. I was actually going gender studies, uh, <laughs> to try to, try to clean up his public image a little bit per what's his, what's Drew Rosenhaus, uh, per Rosenhaus. But, uh, all he does is end up getting in trouble with more. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, and what topic does he choose for his first English comp paper? And I'm going to go human flatulence. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I thought maybe he would write something about uh, climate change and uh, maybe a little frostbite thrown in there. Uh, I mean, if we're being honest, it's whatever the person he's paying wants to write about. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good point, is that really his first comp paper is about whatever the person to his right I wanna see is him writing ad- about. I want to see him write an advertisement for, like, I need someone to write my paper because it wouldn't work. Like, he doesn't know the English language, I don't think. Right. Like, could you imagine his, his entry in the classifieds? need paper right uh his tutor is definitely to be robbie anderson though <laughs> yeah they, he needs practice he needs practice from the other side yeah you can't be you can't be an experienced veteran yeah you can't be out here being one-dimensional ev you gotta you gotta mix it up <laughs> out oh, here you God. know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> you gotta mix it up uh brandon's looking for a new co-host and a new guest um, yeah we're both out of here we'll see you both soon. out of here um <laughs> 
Also, Trevor Fennell, yes, I was very happy that uh, Brandon did not criticize my intro, and I think I actually did it well this week, so... I think you did. Um, Which Brandon did call. So, in the middle of this episode, uh, Brandon was like, hey, I'm sending you another another, uh, question, so do you want to answer it? I was like, like, all right, whatever. So he said, do you think Jimbo Fisher might be overrated as a quarterback developer? In the preseason, having people pointed uh, pointed to Kellen Mond having another year with Jimbo as the reason he'd make leaps and bounds... But Jimbo has taken raw quarterbacks and won games with them while making them look acceptable without being truly successful pro quarterbacks. God, Brandon couldn't be on the episode, so he had to send me a para- a paragraph. That's all this, right. is, this is this is Antonio Brown's first English comp paper. Uh, <laughs> Why um, Jimbo Fisher is not a good quarterback <laughs> developer by Antonio Brown. I know he's had three quarterbacks drafted high in Ponder, EJ Manuel, and Jameis. Yikes. Uh, but none of them ever lived up to their draft position. Have to think it's shots uh, to his play calling to make them uh, look good as opposed to actually making them good. No? I don't think Jimbo Fisher... I think Jimbo Fisher is overrated as a coach. Yeah, he just hasn't been the same since he left home, honestly. <laughs> He's not, not been the guy. I wanted him really badly whenever it was between like him and coach o but i'm so happy that it went the other way now oh much rather coach o like could you imagine i mean when you look at his track record with quarterbacks you look at what coach o has been able to do with joe brady and insminger and and what they've done to help develop um help develop drew Brees uh, light joe Joe burr yes drew Brees light um drew Brees' uh 12th son and so um you could you imagine like what jimbo might have done to him as opposed to with him like i don't i wouldn't i wouldn't want to mess with that and the other thing too is that i think that there's a conversation to be had about developing quarterbacks at the collegiate level and whether or not they go on to be successful in the nfl versus developing nfl quarterbacks at the collegiate level i don't think that jimbo fisher develops quarterbacks at the nfl sorry develops nfl quarterbacks at the collegiate level but i do think that he has seen some success in developing collegiate quarterbacks but that's about it yeah i uh, i would agree i just i i don't think that he's that great of a uh i don't think that he's gonna be that great of a quarterback coach yeah like i, I like he's a good college coach glad he's not in the nfl because he would look bad Ugh, it would not work out well for him <laughs> no um but i'm also thankful that he took all of texas a&m's money yeah Oh, yeah, so beautiful. That's um, really helpful. I'm, I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad that LSU and Texas A&M are finally rivals. Yeah, it actually works because I really am very mad at them for last. I'm not even mad at them. I'm mad at the ref. I'm mad at the referees. Which, as a Louisiana football fan, it's not. When it's not new. We? Yeah, when aren't we? Um, God's sake! <laughs> stupid Foot Locker, man. I, I went. I saw. I walked by a, a Foot Locker at the mall yesterday and got visibly mad. I got visibly That's- upset. That's hilarious. I used to work at Foot Locker, and uh, I told Megan that if I still had my Foot Locker uniform, for whatever reason, that I would I would have thrown I'd, it away. I'd be more confused if you actually did still have your Foot Locker uniform. How long ago did you work there? Um, I worked... Uh, I mean, it was like my job job for probably the transition from high school into college mm. and everything, and so I was there probably five days a week. Nice. Everything and so I worked. I worked pretty often, and and I worked there for quite a while. But it's been years, and I mean, you know, I still have some old, like uniform shirts and stuff like that that have been left over from this, that, and the other that I've done. But uh, but I don't have any of my Foot Locker stuff anymore. Do you think you could call an NFL game? 
Um, yeah. I mean, apparently yeah. anyone. Apparently, can. yeah. I mean, uh, the guy, the guy that served tater tots on Wednesday sure can. So I as guess. long as he played for the Rams, he's good to go. Right. Um, <laughs> and then lastly, Alex Katzen sends ones in. I don't know if you have a big board because you're not like a co. You know, so you don't have to answer this one. I'll but write one right now. I'll write one now. Write one right now. Um, yeah. I'll give you mine. Uh, number one is Jerry Judy. Uh-huh. Best by far and away best player in college football. Uh-huh. Chase Young, number two. Um, mm-hmm. Great defensive player. Uh, dropping in my draft ranking currently because um, mm-hmm. I'm kind of losing the hype that I had on him is Tua Tunga Vailoa. Yeah. Um, he uh, has not looked. He, uh, he has the stats, but he's not looked that great this year yeah i think i think a big part of what's hurting him is that there are other quarterbacks around him that just simply look better you look at what justin fields is doing at osu i know he's not coming out this year but you look at just the landscape of the quarterbacks across the ncaa right now and there are a lot that are looking better than guys like trevor lawrence and Tua Tagovailoa, which is going to force them down boards in their appropriate years it's it's funny if you look a lot of the time in the in the Alabama offense. The reason he has the numbers is that these wide receivers are making plays, not him. Yeah, I mean, you look at uh, he's he's accurate, but like he's been underthrowing a lot. Yeah. Then he overcompensates and overthrows. Yep. But these, I mean, he has some of the best wide receivers with Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, Mm -hmm. and it just the list keeps going. And I think that he's looking really good. You still have to get them the ball yeah. in order for them to do anything. So he deserves credit there, but you're right. I mean, it's 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 six-yard passes that are going for 75 yards yeah, it's, every drive. Uh, so uh, if we look at Tom Brady's career, that will lead to a very well in the NFL. <laughs> That's right. He'll just get drafted by the Patriots somehow or another. Yeah. Um, and then number four, I have Andrew Thomas. Then AJ Epinesa. Number six, this will be a surprise to anyone who's listening to the, who's listened to the podcast. Uh, my cornerback number one is now Jeffrey Okuda. Really? Jalen Johnson going to go down to number seven on my list. And wow. Cornerback number two. It's it's very close. Jalen Johnson is really good at football. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's looked great. But he's gotten beat a couple more times than Okuda has. And just the fact that Okuda is going to be a top ten draft pick. I don't think Jalen Johnson will. He deserves it. I don't think he will. Um, I'm gonna go with Akuda above Johnson. Uh, just for now, it's that's it's very it's very plausible that it could go back o- around. But for now, I've made the change. Uh, Tristan Wirfs at number eight, Grant Delpit, who's been largely disappointing this year, at number nine, yeah. and then uh, Lavisca Chenault at number ten. I agree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a big board. I, I don't. Fair. I don't, I don't actually fair. have anything. Uh, um, number one, Joe Burrow. Number two, Burrow, Justin number McMillan. One. Number three, uh, Grant Delpit. Grant Delpit. Number four, uh, Derek Stingley. He's he's not going out for at least two years, but he's God. Okay. Shout out. Last thing. Uh, shout out Derek Stingley again, cause, just because I need to talk about him. Man, he's Man, good. He's so good. He's so good. Last mailbag question. Brand, uh, uh, Ross, what kind of dog food are you gonna get? Because you know you told me you're gonna you're gonna get that. Okay, so this is one of those things to where if if you told me when I was eight years old that at this point in 2019 I was gonna answer this question this way, I would literally kick you in the kneecap and punch you in the throat. <laughs> I would be so upset with you because of how upset I would be with myself. But 
My dog refuses to eat dry kibble. <laughs> what? <laughs> refuses. Will not do it unless it has touched actual food. Unless it has oh. touched food. What? And I hate, I despise canned dog food. I can't mess with it. It smells horrible. Oh, it's awful. And tastes it tastes terrible. It, it tastes <laughs> horrible. <laughs> so, um, so I live in the valley, uh, which is... You're, um, are you a valley girl, Ross? I am a valley girl. Um, uh, I'm proud of it. And um, there are a lot of options here to where you can go to a store that literally makes fresh food for your dog. It costs the same amount of money for the same amount of servings to just go and buy fresh food. So I literally have to go and buy my dog frozen, fresh-made dog food. That's amazing. Okay, that's amazing. It's it's like shredded chicken, peas, carrots, and like brown rice. Oh, so it's just food. (laughs) So it's a restaurant. It's basically, but like it just comes in this like sealed plastic package that's frozen. You take it home, you defrost it, you scoop a half a cup of it out, you slop it into a, a, a dog bowl, and it doesn't smell... It doesn't taste like crap. It tastes so good, actually. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but but that's how I get her to eat so that she stays healthy because she has stomach problems. And so if she doesn't eat something, she gets sick. And so I need her to eat. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I got to do. Yeah. And, uh, man, it sounds like you're feeding your dog better than America feeds its youth at, at school. Ain't that the truth? Um, Pizza's a vegetable because it has tomato sauce on it. That's literally, oh, my God. They, they <laughs> At my high school... And the pizza is the only good thing, and they know it. Right. And they, uh, our school, Central High School, shout out Wildcats. Wildcats? Um, they had Papa John's every day. <laughs> I think it was like every Friday or something, they had Papa John's. Oh, man. Um, but the, the real move was whenever I, at my school in New York, whenever I was, uh, we would just, I would just leave. Oh, yeah. That's what I did all through. That's what I did all. We weren't supposed to, but I mean, (laughs) what are they gonna do? They had a Wegmans and a uh, and a pop Wegmans and a pizza place all right by the school. Oh yeah. So, all right then. uh, All right, Ross. Well, thank you for coming. Obviously, welcome back anytime. Uh, It was very short notice. I was just like uh, earlier today. I was like, hey, Brandon can't record. You want to join his? And he hopped on, and we had a great time. Yeah, man. Anytime. Um, Anytime. And so thanks for coming. You can listen to him again every day, Locked On Saints. Uh, you can listen for uh, some good old Saints news and a little bit of Lanyat. And then uh, and a little bit of read, him on, read, in, read him on All Saints Considered and listen to him on the All Saints Considered podcast, which is another great podcast that everyone should listen to, um, even non-Saints fans. That's right. Uh, as long as you're not a Falcon fan, you're good. Oh, no, please. If you're a Falcons fan, please listen. <laughs> Please, please come and listen to what uh, people talking about a successful team sounds like. Oh man, it's I don't know it's if perfect. I I don't know if I feel bad for Falcons fans. I don't feel bad for Falcons fans, but I feel like I like I, I feel bad specifically because they don't even think that they're good anymore. It it really sucks. I'm not gonna lie. It, it sucks it, for it any really professional team suck. for their fans to just be so defeated that they don't even get excited because everyone should be excited yeah. about football. Yeah, and it sucks for the fans to have a team that doesn't inspire that out of them too. No. Like it does, like Redskins does, fans, really I feel bad for. Way. Oh man, the Falcons are heading to Redskins territory. <laughs> oh, no. where they have the talent, it seems like every year, but like they just never do anything. Ugh. Do you think when, when do you think they're gonna get rid of Matt Ryan? Stat patter uh, of the year. 
Stat Patter. <laughs> um, I don't know. Probably when they draft uh, Shea Patterson. Oh, I would love it. Oh, man. <laughs> Inject that straight into my veins. Shea Patterson going round two to the Falcons. Oh, my God. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter at Dilly Sanders. You can follow the show on uh, at on Twitter at Whole9Sports. You can follow Brandon on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Um, you can, uh, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, and please leave us a, a review. Go listen to all of the other podcasts in the Whole9Sports podcast network. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think that'll do it. Um, thanks for listening. Bye.